0: Good morning everyone. Now as usual I want to begin with a question. Have you ever done something that you're really ashamed of? Now I don't mean something insignificant I mean something big something that when you're reminded about it you start to feel really uncomfortable maybe even slightly sick. You're greatly embarrassed by what you've done. The word regret isn't strong enough for how you feel and you just wish everyone would forget about it. I'm guessing all of us have felt that way at some point. Now here's another question. How did it affect you? What did it make you do or think? I guess some of us like to try and fix things. When we mess up, we see it as our responsibility to sort things out. We need to make amends, but that doesn't always work. Sure, it doesn't. Sometimes we can make things worse. Others of us will get angry, will blame others, or expect others to fix the problem. We've probably done both these things at different times. Now, what about forgiveness? Have we ever asked for it? That's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Sometimes we can't forgive ourselves for what we've done. Maybe we've hurt someone greatly. Maybe a decision we've made has caused great suffering. Maybe we've made a really bad mistake. We view what we've done as unforgivable. We decide we're not worthy of forgiveness. Sometimes it's our pride that stops us from asking for forgiveness. We don't want to need forgiveness. So we try to punish ourselves instead, but that never seems to work. So we go on punishing ourselves. Or maybe we can't accept what we've done. We just want to hide it, to bury it, to sweep it away. We try to ignore it, to pretend it never happened, But that doesn't work either. It still niggles at us. What if someone finds out? What if they discover what we've done or make the link? Guilt can eat away at us like terminal cancer. You see, all of us have done things that we hope others never find out about. Maybe we hope our family or our friends or even those at church never hear about it. And it's not good to carry these things around with us. There must be a better way. Well, King David, who we heard from a week and a half ago, thinks there is. As you may remember, like us, he is no stranger to making mistakes. And he wrote another Psalm about his experiences, Psalm 32. I'm gonna read it for us now. I'm gonna read from the NIV. And if you'd like to follow along, why don't you hit pause on the recording and grab a Bible. So it's Psalm 32, and I'll read from the NIV. It's entitled, Of David a mass kill. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity, I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you, and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart verses one and two again. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Now this might sound obvious, but it is better to have our sins forgiven. You see, when our sins are forgiven, the Bible says we are blessed. Now, blessed is more than just being happy or joyful or lucky. It's deeper than that. Blessed means we have God's favour. God looks at us favourably. He delights in us. See, that's what happens when our sins are dealt with by God, when our rebellion against him is forgiven, when our turning away from him is covered over and hidden out of sight when our evil and our disrespect for him is not counted against us and will never be used against us in a disagreement. Isn't that better? To have all these things done away with, to be blessed by God instead. But how often that doesn't happen? I said it's obvious. It's obviously better to have our sins forgiven. But we forget that, don't we? We're afraid to talk about what we've done, We're afraid even to talk to God. So often we keep silent like David in verses three and four. He says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. See, keeping his guilt to himself had a terrible effect on him. It wasn't just an emotional or a mental effect. It affected David physically as well. He was worn out with despair, with regret, with worry. Day and night he wasted away. It was like suffering from heat stroke. It used up all his energy. And David knew that God's hand was upon him, pushing him to be honest, to confess what he had done. And so what finally happened? Well, David turned course. He turned around. Verse five, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And then there's those wonderful words at the end of verse five, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. God forgave the guilt of David's sin. David acknowledged and confessed what he had done, and God forgave. You see, like David, we all have a choice. Either we can cover up our mistakes, or we can let God instead. Don't know about you, but I'm not very good at covering over my mistakes. They tend to have a habit of rearing their heads again. In fact, think of how many films or TV programmes have started with a small mistake or a lie that the main character has wanted to ignore, to hide over. And that one lie has led to increasingly bigger and bigger lies, all to try and cover over something else. And in these films, well, they tend to end up, don't they, with everything falling apart towards the end. It's quite funny to watch, but it's not funny when we're the ones running around trying to cover everything up, trying to remember who has been told what excuse and which version of the truth. But when we reveal our mistakes to God, verse 1 tells us that our sins are covered. Not covered by us, but covered by God. God deals with them. God takes them out of sight. And yes, sometimes we need to confess to people after we confess to God, but God deals with them. He covers them. And when he covers them, they will never come back to bite us again. God will not remind us of them. We're free from the hold that they have over us. And that's why David tells and encourages people to pray to God in verse six. He says that if you're drowning in guilt, pray, confess. And he says, surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach us. And then in verse seven as well, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. You see, when we're forgiven, we're protected. Our sin is dealt with, we're forgiven. But God also protects us from trouble. Now, it doesn't mean that Christians will not experience trouble. Everyone experiences trouble, even Christians. The difference is that those who trust in God, who have been forgiven, well, we have nothing to fear from trouble. We're protected when it does come. And it doesn't mean that there won't be consequences to face from our sin. Often there are, but the Lord will protect us and surround us as we walk in his way of truth. Verse 10. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. You see, in the midst of trouble, God will protect us. He will deliver us. We'll have nothing to fear because of his unfailing love surrounding us. If we trust that his ways are better, well then we're free to confess, knowing that we do not do it alone. And that's why the Psalm ends with these words in verse 11. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. What a change that is, singing instead of groaning, rejoicing instead of wasting away. Aren't the Lord's ways wonderful? Well, I'm going to pray now, and I'll pause in the middle of it. And if there's something that the Lord lays on your heart, why not spend a few moments being honest with God, doing business with God, confessing to him, asking for his forgiveness? It'll probably be the best thing you do all day. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word says that blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered, whose sin you do not count against them. Father, you know how easy it is for us to try and be silent, to try and hide things from you. But Father, we know that that just leads to us wasting away, getting worn out with worry and regret. So Father, as you lay things on our heart, as you remind us of things that we have done that we do regret, we pray that you would help us to confess them to you. Father, I'm going to give a moment's pause now for everyone who is listening and praying with me to confess to you whatever is on their heart. Father, thank you so much that as we acknowledge our sin to you, as we confess our transgressions to you, you do forgive the guilt of our sin. Thank you, Father, that we do not need to fear trouble now. That even trouble that feels like mighty waters will not reach us because you protect us, you surround us with songs of deliverance. Thank you, Father, that your unfailing love surrounds everyone who trusts in you. So, Father, please, would you help us to rejoice knowing that we're forgiven? Would we know your forgiveness so that we may rejoice? Please, Father, would you encourage us by your spirit, knowing the truth of the gospel, that when we confess, we are forgiven? And, Father, would that lead to us singing and delighting in you, not just now, but throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the rest of our lives, knowing that whenever we mess up, we can confess to you that you promise to forgive us, that you promise to do away with the problems that we have done. So Father, would that not lead to complacency, to thinking that it's okay to sin, but rather Lord, would that free us up to live for you without worry, knowing that if we do, we have a wonderful saviour who covers over even the worst things that we remember. So thank you, Father, for that. We bless your name for the wonderful things that you have done in the gospel through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, God bless. Take care. And see you soon.